Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Podside, am I the asshole for wanting to break up with my 26 male girlfriend band member, 25 female, <laughs> who has been abducted <laughs> by a super famous rock legend and took off in his personal blimp to New York after we disagreed on who should be the lead singer? Please discuss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, point of order. That was a dirigible, I'm pretty sure, not a blimp. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. As if, as if the illustrious mock swagger would have a mere blimp. No, my friend. Oh my no, my friend. Know, that would absolutely I be had, a Reddit comment, by the way. Yeah, I had I had no idea the air the airship defender has logged on. <laughs> it is an airship. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so uh yes, this is Carlo. Uh, I am not breaking up with anyone. That was the uh, the Reddit the the Reddit post that I imagine that uh, lead. Well, <laughs> not lead. Angel um, is the excuse lead. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what, what's his fucking name? Uh, Omar. 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 Uh, would have would have posted. That's literally on... my name in the chat. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Or Omar, as the case may be. Um, anyway, uh, that that would be the Reddit comment that he'd be uh, you know posting about uh, before he goes to swoop in at the last minute uh, in a completely healthy demonstration of what relationships should be like. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, honestly, if you could make this movie a lot better if you just replaced it with Omar from The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> Omar singing. <laughs> you come with the mock, you best not miss. <laughs> so, true. so we're talking tonight about rock and rule, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say, I just want to say, um, um, I am on Omar's side. I think his song was better than Angel's song. I think, his, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think Mylar was wrong. I think Moke was wrong. Mock was wrong. I think I think Omar's song about about hating everyone and hating the city was way better. <laughs> so, uh, Carlo, if you right click on the 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 image of Kurt in in the recording, <laughs> you can boot him right out of here. Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh! That's not good. That's not even going to be the first time. I can't wait to get any. To get into my thoughts on Lou Reed. Oh, I, oh my God! I, I'm ready and waiting. I've been uh, I, I've been oh, salivating wow. all Chris day long. Like well, he has like twelve pages of notes. He has depositions. Yeah. He has depositions. <laughs> okay, well, Chris, I, Chris is Chris is uh, sorry, uh, Kurt. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you this. I declined, but Chris asked me to be his second on the dueling <laughs> to defend Pete, the honor. Pete, what are you Lou doing Reed. later, Pete? What are you doing? Later? <laughs> and how are you awesome. with the broadsword? <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> it seems like we're, we're going to shift over. Our next episode will be one or perhaps two yeah. uh, co-hosts short. <laughs> yeah, and who we'll will be covering the, and what will be left of yeah. them? We'll be covering yeah. the last duel or the duelists. I'm oh, not I was sure. thinking Highlander too. Uh, I actually, uh, Kurt, I'm, I think I'm, I'm uh, somewhere in the middle on this in that I do think, uh, well, I enjoyed Omar's songs better than Angel's songs, but the fact is that's fucking Blondie. And just because I enjoy like I, I, I thought it was better. Like Mm. it was a thing that was better that I didn't enjoy as much. True. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yes. So what we're saying is here is that, um, we are, it seems like Pete and I, at the very least, are, are Team Debbie Harry over the musical stylings of one cheap trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So we should probably, like, nobody has seen this fucking movie but us. <laughs> we should probably, like, explain. So Rock and Rule, uh, 1983 animated feature film. Um, about a, this is a post-apocalyptic future where in, uh, I guess everyone in this is either, uh, mutated, um, uh, anthropomorphic mice or rats or some other such creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, uh, as the title sort of tells you rock and roll is like really important in this world, but mostly on the more punk side of things except for earth wind and fire it's very much like a prog rock idea of uh, it's the future and rock and roll is the only thing that will save the world yeah which is true and it's funny because there there really is no prog rock on this right really it it would have worked better like i i get what they were going for especially in like 83 they were grasping at like well who is who are the like you know let's let's make a murderer's row of the biggest rock star archetypes Mm mm-hmm and and so you've got you know the, the the kind of sneering rock star as represented by Omar. You've you've got the the kind of the kind of rising synth pop uh, st- style singing of of like Blondie. Although the, although the Blondie, although although but Blondie's career stretches back considerably farther than than mm-hmm. uh, Cheap Tricks actually. And yeah. then you've you've got the the, the kind of aging you know seventies uh, Bowie slash Mick Jagger style. Uh, what, what 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 am I looking here? Uh, for um, impresario rock or yeah, or, uh, yeah. yeah, a rock demigod or whatever. Yeah, you know. nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And uh, so, so uh, also uh, the 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 sort of tension of the film is uh, that Mock, the sort of antagonist slash villain of the piece, uh, who is a as we'd mentioned an aging and sort of trying to still recapture and maintain his sort of uh, relevance and, and sort of immortality in on the scene uh, is looking to literally make himself immortal by uh, unleashing through a specific song, uh, a pattern of notes and someone that can actually has the voice mm-hmm. that resonates perfectly with those notes that will then uh, sort of like ritualistically yes. unleash a demon from the other dimension mm-hmm. um a dimension of sound <laughs> no, i don't know um, mostly just sound actually mostly, I guess sound. mostly sound can i can i call out that 
this doesn't seem well thought out to me. Like the thing <laughs> oh, no. shows up and like, what's this fucking hook? Like, okay, <laughs> make me immortal. Like there's no plan to control this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, um, I don't think Carlo or Chris have, but have you ever read the Illuminatus trilogy? Oh, fuck uh, yes. I, Did you notice that, that this is the same plot? Oh, okay. This is this is the same plot as as the Nazis plot in uh, in the Illuminatus trilogy is, is to have a huge concert to use the power of rock and roll to summon up a demon and then to sacrifice the audience to achieve immortality. <laughs> uh, now, now, granted, this in this movie, it's for mock swagger. Uh, and in that it's for in, in in the in Illuminatus it's it's for Hitler uh, and the, the kind of the kind of inner circle of the Nazis who secretly survived. Uh, so a little bit different in that respect, but <laughs> but fundamentally surprisingly similar. But Pete, to your point, yes, this is not thought out in the in the slightest. This is this is it's uh, it's so strange. It's like um it it it's tangibly feels like something that arose from the same milieu as uh like heavy metal but at the same time also feels very influenced by that kind of like late 70s early 80s like i, I don't know what you want to call it like the disney hangover mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh like style of animation where it's like well we can do kids animation that isn't disney so you've got this awkward movie that feels like it should be it it feels like you you took don bluth characters and dropped them into a heavy metal sequence and stretched it out and with, removed with a, most with the side but not, of bakshi yes yes yes, yes with yes you're right exactly yes with the side of bakshi and you took out most but not all of the nudity <laughs> yes yeah yes. I, I i was so, expecting a lot more of that considering like it, it very much feels like you're watching a heavy metal movie uh mm-hmm. like you know because it's about rock and roll and there's animation and it's sci-fi and stuff like that uh and then there's just not not as much as you would have expecting which is fine considering they're mutated you know rats and rodents and things like that so i'm okay with that but but the sci-fi design work is oh by far the strongest it, part of the film like 100 oh, oh, to new uh, york it looks it looks amazing well, and no, no, the, a lot even, of the other like, even before that kind of shitty sorry go ahead no, no, I said even before that, like Mox Lair mm-hmm. looks like some oh, fucking fuck yeah. mad scientist from like mm. one of those Fleischer Superman cartoons. Yes. Yes. Like an yes. art deco nightmare. Good call. Of like, yeah. Good call. It's great. Yeah, it's great. And that demon is amazing. The demon oh, is great. I loved it. Super. Yeah. yeah uh, so, I posted a thread on, on Twitter, you know, mentioning that we were going to record and asking people if, if they had any memories. And and one of the responses that, that I got was was you know that the demon scared the shit out of somebody yeah. <laughs> which makes makes sense I, yeah i, I mean, totally it's, see it's it. scary yeah it's a scary demon dude well, um, and, and it's so uh, like i think <clears throat> it's interesting because uh like the background art is so uh well done like it's, it's gorgeous re- gorgeous gorgeous stuff and then, like the foreground animation of like the actual characters is <laughs> so much shit. <laughs> like, it looks really yeah. bad. Yeah, it it's looks bad. really bad. Yeah. Well, everybody it, has it, a dick it, nose. Yes. Well, it, it's sort of weird because yeah, yeah I mean, but I, except I, for I'm Angel. guessing except for Angel. Except for Angel, yeah, she yeah, has yeah. the 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 perfectly upturned little uh, mouse snout. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and side whereas, boob at uh, one point. Just saying, oh, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Carlo. Keep going. No, 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 <laughs> Pete. This is completely relevant because uh, I do want to point out that 
Um, and not to get too far ahead, but at the end, when she's dressed in like this weird little toga with absolutely nothing underneath, um, I remember that was like something that showed up in the trailers when I was a kid mm. and I saw that. And if I had, se- I think that if I had seen this entire movie, um, you know, back when it came out, Ooh, I, I could have broken in a very different way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't awaken anything. <laughs> I'd like to summarize the general vibe of this in that what we seem to be saying is we all kind of liked this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a it's not a good movie, but the way it's it, you want like at, at every moment I was like I was cheering it on. I wanted it to succeed and it it doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But like I really really wanted it to because at, at like every moment you're like this is the this is the point where it's going to pull it all together and start working and it, it never quite does. It, do- yeah. it doesn't. But the I don't know. I, are- I always I always viewed it as sort of like it, it, I think I saw it uh, previously, like maybe two years ago, and then rewatched it last night with Nicole, uh, my spouse, and um, and honestly, we were just vibing with it because it it is essentially. Uh, I think Kurt, you had mentioned that it's sort of like very much in the vein of heavy metal, yeah. but as if it's an extended uh, sequence from that anthology, right? And and I I took it exactly in that fashion because it's like it is mostly a music delivery system <laughs> yeah and it, it, it's just like these weird little set pieces and when it gets to like the what you could imagine being the music video part of it <laughs> the part that they just chop out and then sell yep. to mtv as a music video mm-hmm. that shit is tight um yeah. everything else i could take or leave because like the the the, the romantic interest slash disinterest or whatever you want to call it uh, I, I, yeah, we so, don't know any, anything about Omar and, and Angel beforehand. So it's like, okay, he's a dick. She seems okay, but also yeah, a doormat. She I has don't no know. personality whatsoever. I yeah. mean, she has tits. That's it. And yeah. she's like a cat or a mouse or something. So I have concerns about that. <laughs> um, so excuse I, me, Pete. You did not see how, how soulful her eyes were drawn, <laughs> sir. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... I actually think that Angel is the better drawn, not not literally better drawn. Although, actually, yes, she is she, literally yeah. better drawn as well than than Omar. Um, I I I think she's actually better written than Omar, who's just like a prick. Like He's an usually, asshole. usually, Sucks. yeah, ex- yeah. Usually, these films would be like, oh, they're an asshole because they're insecure or something. And no, it seems like Omar's just an asshole. <laughs> well, <laughs> even no even, redeeming qualities whatsoever. Yeah, no, like yeah. even even when when he decides to quote do the right thing and swoop in at the last minute he he's busy trying to sort of save face yes, <laughs> and be like yeah. uh couch it in like tough guy terms you know mm-hmm. oh we're we're gonna do it because blah 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 it's like okay whatever dude. you know who he is dermot from the venture brothers <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really, yeah. yeah he is yeah, oh. yeah pretty much just fucking insufferable <laughs> i actually had something i wanted chris to say um, he he did some looking around into the uh, the financial success of this film, and I was wondering if you could share that with us. <laughs> yeah, so uh, according to Wikipedia, which is citing Box Office Mojo, uh, which is a pretty legit site, uh, the budget for this was eight million dollars, and in the U.S., it made. Thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> which is fuck. 
I, I mean, oh, it, yeah. it makes sense when you think about it because, like, it's it. Who's it for? It's not. <laughs> it's not a kids' movie, right? It's not mm. like it's not kid appropriate. It's not even kid appropriate by the eighties mm-hmm. standards. Like, there's a bunch of jokes about like drugs and sex. There's mm-hmm. an expl and and the the funny part is. They're they're not even like really coy about it. They're, they're, there's a part where like the camera pans over like a lover's overlook, yes. and and there's a car just like bouncing furiously, <laughs> and then it, and then and then the 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 camera shows basically Omar and Angel like about to have sex, and then one of the creepy henchmen like smells her foot up by the window and is like, mm. well, yeah, so, and <laughs> exactly. At, at one point, uh, Mock does just like a big rail of cocaine, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's funny because like you. Uh, so also in Wikipedia it says due to some scenes involving adult themes such as sexuality and profanity, the film was quote unquote uniquely marketed. <laughs> quote, quote's mine. Um, I I I have to imagine it. It must have been. Um, because yeah, like it's even for the eighties, you're you're not gonna show this to kids. It's not gonna fly as a kids film. Um, it looks like, like a Don Bluth production, but Don Bluth characters aren't blasting rails of cocaine off of, you know, attractive women's feet. Uh, 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 that's, that's more of a, that's more of a Ralph Bakshi thing. Um, and at the same time, it's, it doesn't commit to being like a full heavy metal style gonzo adult freakout thing right like like it, right. it it pulls back the structure of it is much more a kids film than it is an adult film or like, mm-hmm. like an adult film would actually probably spend a lot more time exploring the setting um or would sp- either maybe would spend more time on the characters like the characters are very broadly drawn in the way of a kid's story so like it's not really satisfying for anybody yeah <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. much like much like Rails of Cocaine. So, you know, honestly, if I were going to redo this film, I would have Angel get together with the drummer at the last minute. Mm, yes, yeah, that's a good idea. Because I, I mean, mean, like the, the the what is his name? Is it is it Stretch? Or no, is uh, Stretch sleeps? the uh, there's like there's Dizzy or is it Dizzy? Yeah. Yeah, stretches. Yeah, stretches that. Yeah, yeah. Dizzy's the 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 weird the twitchy guitarist or bassist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, who who actually has one of the few lines that actually had me laughing for for several minutes after I I sort of like brought it together because he's like you know oh he could put a heck on me. It's like hex. It's hex. There's more than one. That's scarier. It sort of it that breezed past me, and then it sort of like hit afterwards. I was like, oh, oh, oh that's really that is, funny. That is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and, and it's also going back to what we talked about. How like this feels more like a prog rock type of cartoon uh like these kind of musical artists the, like the audience for them doesn't necessarily feel like the same kind of people who would be going for like a midnight animated cartoon no like, movie. yeah yeah so yeah, like you needed some rush in this or something like yes. you needed yeah, yeah. well, well you, like, you, you had you the had the 21 canadian why wouldn't you have rush yeah oh man <laughs> imagine met <laughs> mock were like a getty lee parody oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> oh no 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 what if what if the the uh the the pentagram at the end which looks very uh very much like what is it the 2112 <gasps> oh, oh yes, yes. yes. summon getty lee instead oh, of my a demon brought down by yeah brought down by a a much much better uh gar- you know guitarist and oh, singer or whatever you know i really uh, think the movie would take off if you get my meaning Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, 
Um, nice. There's no guitar battle in this movie. There's no singing battle in this movie. Uh, uh, obvious, uh, like like huge, huge, huge whiffs there. At least one of those things needed to be there, right? Like, mm, right. Yeah. There, there needed to be some kind of like, what, like a face off. Because there's really, there's really, there's no, there's no showdown ultimately, right? Yeah. Uh, you like, like even like, even oh. even Scott Pilgrim got that one right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. There's just I, I don't know. It, th- okay. This is something I always struggle to articulate, but this movie has the same quality as uh GTA three to five dialogue, where it's people just kind of chattering on. Almost like okay, you know how like in mm-hmm. the old Popeye cartoons, Popeye just talks constantly, and he's like, ah, you know, ah, what you see, I, ah, what's he doing yeah. over there? Oh, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't have anything to do with anything, just like chattering. Yes. That's yep. what all the dialogue in this movie is. Like. Oh, that's completely true. Yeah, it's absolutely. like oh, oh you, you reminded me also of uh, the old Crazy Cat uh, cartoons as yeah. well, <laughs> where like the the audio is a little too low and like yeah, they, they yes, keep on, exactly. Like, murmuring, yeah, yeah. you're like, wait, what? What the fuck is they talking about? Does well, this have anything to do with anything? And, and like the, the characters just don't seem like to be part of that world, right? Like there's like they, they seem totally like normal and well-adjusted like people in this like supposedly post-apocalyptic like hellscape, <laughs> and like they just like just they, they just feel like like you know like a high school garage band that's just like yeah we're gonna do our big break and at Mylar's, you know like yeah. it, you know Stretch has a man bun or a mole yes. bun yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 does seem like a mole, right? Not not just a yeah. regular route, uh, mouse or rat. Maybe or a hedgehog. I don't know, but he's certainly he's <laughs> he, certainly he needed the most, to go fast. He's the most well developed character of the bunch. Yeah, well, he he's he's actually like the moral center of the yeah. uh, of the band because he, you know, he is the drummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do, but do you want to know like the the strange like line that really like clued me into like that this is kind of like not like as uh i don't know like not much much like not like a heart project as i so we've we've harped on that they're all supposed to be mutated animals and at one point the guy one of the guys says well shouldn't we act like human beings i'm like well you're you're not a human being like (laughs) and the line should reflect that like and like i feel like that like is the clue that like this is not like written with like much care (laughs) i mean i don't know it's 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 weird because i also think I think that they were trying to carve like uh, it, this feels like a movie that could exist now uh, rather than at the time that it comes out. Mm. Uh, you mean like the sense a bad that movie now? I believe this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that, well, we have, it, this, it has to fight against the MCU. Uh, what's that Pete. movie? What, what's that? Uh, there, okay. This is there, there's a there's a kids movie that George Lucas made. Uh, in like the last seven or eight years, God, what's it called? I think it's oh, called Strange oh. Magic. Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Yep. This, yep. this feels like it should be like a weird George Lucas post Star Wars passion project. Where he's like, I've got a trillion dollars. Yeah. What, oh, what am I going to make? Yeah. Cause it would totally be like from the, from the man who brought you American graffiti. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm also pointing it's at like awesome. it, it's a weird, like I think, uh, Chris, you were the one that pointed out that the, the bands don't really sort of, or, or was it Kurt that said that the bands don't really uh, sort of, they're not really with the heavy metal vibe of the moment. They're, mm-hmm. they're sort of like, they're sort of like the bands that the kids who this is targeting their parents might've listened to. 
might have. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, the reason I say that it, it feels like something that, uh, there is a niche for it in sort of marketing for it now, um, is because it, it feels like, uh, sort of like what they were going for, which is like a, a 14 to 15 year old, like this is badass, but there's not really, it, it feels like it's not exactly something that people would be on the up and up mm-hmm. letting you watch uh as a, a, yeah at that age but it also has like almost boobs in it <laughs> yeah yep okay so i just dropped a link into the chat to uh, a 1978 canadian animated halloween tv special called the devil and daniel mouse mm-hmm. which was okay also- so like daniel webster yes, yes. exactly yes yes Cle- clearly a pun on that plus um uh, a pun on uh Oh my gosh, who's the who's the blues musician who sold his soul? Supposedly? Daniel Johnston. Thank you. Yes, Johnson. thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's modest it's, mouse. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. There you go. <laughs> um, so, so this was produced by uh, Nelvana, which is the, the same the same company that did Rock and Roll uh, six years or, or f- five years earlier. Robert and Johnson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Robert <laughs> Johnson. Thank you. Yes. Um, and uh, and has the same plot. Uh, it is the, the same, same basic structure, mm-hmm. the same basic structure, and apparently this was the inspiration. And now this is clearly a kids movie, mm-hmm. like a like for like eight year olds, nine year olds. Um, and I, it's so strange that they were like, let's take this this cartoon for eight year olds about a mouse band, and turn it into a post apocalyptic sex and drugs nightmare <laughs> with Lou <Louis laughs> why like what is it's so strange to me because like it's not even um it's not even like post heavy metal right like it's yeah it like like they decided to make this at the same time as as a as a heavy metal like they actually nelvana actually had the opportunity to work on uh heavy metal and passed to work on this so it's not like they saw you know heavy metal's success such as it was and were like oh we can do that too they were like they were already on this particular tip before Heavy Metal added to success. We could do better. <laughs> oh my god! I, I I also think, like, even though it does not have Rush, this is Canadian and it has that like Canadian feel where it's kind of like a little bit. It's the second run version of Heavy Metal. <laughs> Which yeah. no, no offense to our Canadian listeners, but uh, you know, and I think that's a, like uh, you could tell because it has. Um, we were talking before uh, we started recording uh, the Nelvana. Um, it's a it was produced by Nelvana, and they're like most famous for like. Uh, well, personally, I remember the Nelvana polar bear logo uh, from Inspector Gadget cartoons, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, also <clears throat> the Beetlejuice cartoon too, which is yep. good. The their, Care Bear their, movie. Their big hit was was uh, the Care Bears movies, yes, and and the TV show. Basically, saved the company after they bankrupted it with Rock and Roll. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, and and if you recall, uh, do you remember the 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 evil cool kid from from one of the Care Bears uh, movies? Uh, God, what's his name? Like Blackheart, I, I think. There's like a red haired cool kid. <laughs> who like is the form assumed by like the demon overlord or something like that, or he gets like possessed by the demon overlord is clearly just Omar redrawn, not as a dog and oh, like as a kid, essentially. Um, so the, yeah, uh, C- Carlo, I-, I-, I think you said that, that, uh, y- your partner mentioned like this feels like Care Bears for some reason, even. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I mean, and, and when we looked it up, it was like, oh, well, they, th- of course it does because they worked on it. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like uh, I don't know. I so uh, I guess do we want to talk about um, like. <laughs> First off, I do want to point out that uh, you know, uh Ukla uh over in uh Thunder of the Barbarians time thinks that mock is just not very good mock rep- representation. <laughs> uh sorry folks. I oh okay, let's let's talk about let, we've talked a lot about what, what didn't work. I think we could we could either go deep on the film, which really doesn't have that complex of of a plot, right? Right. Like I'm, I'm with you here. Or we could just start talking about what we do like. So my proposal is: let me do thirty seconds on the plot of the film. Uh, and which actually, you know what, Pete already did that basically. Where it's like there's a there's an aging rock star who needs the right singer to sing a particular sequence of notes to summon a demon and become immortal. That's basically it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. that that's it. So. Um, I propose that we talk about what we did like, because there are there's actually a lot of things that I liked about this film. <laughs> okay, well, sure. Well, I, I I already talked about Angel's side boobs, so that that I did like that. <laughs> I did like the nudity. I liked the club scene. There was more nudity in the club scene. The club, yeah, the club, club scene was real. terrific. Very um, good. Every every glimpse that we actually do get of the weird like degenerate future society in this this is basically like like it's like it's like furry Judge Dread essentially mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like Judge Dread if Judge Dredd were a dog and everyone else were like a dog or a cat or a mouse or something well um, and like do you remember like some mutants try and sneak their way into the club and get fucking liquefied and that was yes. great oh my god well, you yes can't that was let awesome them in. it's like okay so there's this whole side section of racism and that's what we get. That we get fifteen seconds. <laughs> the, oh, I so love that. That that isn't the only time that that somebody gets liquefied too. There, there's that. There's that. There's that guy. The the guy with the huge bald head who's getting like like a topless mermaid. I think tattooed oh, yeah. on, on the back oh, of yeah. his head. Yeah. And then he he's he turns out to be an informer for Mock, and he gets liquefied by the phone because <laughs> uh, apparently all the phones have death rays in them, and that is straight out of the Harry Canyon part of uh heavy metal um yeah it like, is like uh, uh, the, the whole nuke york sequence feels like the harry canyon part so it also feels like like the fifth element which is basically what the fifth element like ripped off um mm-hmm. and it, it's I, I don't know it it's like that all that stuff works like i i wanted more of that mm-hmm. whereas ohm town is a cool name but it didn't mm-hmm. i don't know that that whole sequence just didn't didn't do anything for me like i didn't care about it i wanted more weird stuff so uh, I wanted to point out that uh, one of the things that that works for me is um, Chris. I think you had mentioned that this is uh, prog rock, more prog rock um, sort of uh, oriented. Even though the 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 musicians aren't really prog rock musicians, right? Um, and and I feel like part of it is that uh, this is essentially a rock and roll science fantasy. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's like a big thing in prog rock. Uh you know like like we we've we've talked a little bit about you know Hawkwind and stuff like that where where the 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 idea is to mix together these sort of 
semi-psychedelic, semi-fantastic, uh, semi-space ritual type stuff and just blend it all together and hope that it, it, it all works and, and is, uh, you know, compelling to the listener. And here we, we do get some of that, like, like the, the ritual at the end really captures a lot of, uh, the, the fun of, of that entire idea. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, um, you know, Maka looking a little bit like a, like a, a an inspiration for Yzma and the Emperor's new group. Oh yeah. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. The, the other thing is I'm glad you mentioned psychedelic space rock. Cause that got me thinking about, um, this is explicitly about like occultism and rock and roll. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, it has the misfortune of, so, so I, I just wrote an article and, uh, published an article on, on blood knife about, um, the the absence of Satan from the Satanic Panic, how like nothing involved really in the Satanic Panic for the most part had much Satan in it. Like Dungeons and Dragons doesn't really have Satan in it. Um, a lot like a lot of the rock and roll that that they were talking about didn't have Satan in it. Like Black Sabbath doesn't actually talk a whole lot about Satan. They have one or two songs that are about Satan. Like it, mostly Satan was implied but not actually appearing. Um, and considering that this involves sir sir not appearing in this yeah, picture. yeah 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 <laughs> considering that this literally ends in like you know a demonic summoning from from another world it it feels like a missed opportunity to not have some edgier rock and roll in it because mm-hmm. like the uh, like Mick Jagger David Bowie Iggy Pop you know that that era of rock is is not really very satanic like Lou Reed is not a satanic guy he's like a touchy feely like let me tell you about my feelings and my art guy <laughs> and it it feels like like imagine if you'd had Lemmy you know voicing mm. Mach or oh. Ozzy Osbourne or something like it needed that Dio motherfucker yes, yeah. Dio. yes it needed that edge and 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 it, it has the misfortune of tapping into a vein of rock that doesn't it's not really trying to have that edge yet. Like it's, it's, it was freaking out the squares, but it was more just like, like the, the only thing that it took to freak out the squares in 1974 was, was like where, you know, a man wearing eyeshadow was enough to terrify them. Well, I mean, but, but I'll, I'll say this, uh, Kurt, like, like cheap trick was, was sort of, sort of edgy at the time. Like really? in the early, Dude, you 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 joke, but like when I was in Puerto Rico, like people were thought that Ario Speedwagon was like heavy rock, and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> I was like, like honestly, I, I like I cut my teeth on like uh, you know Metallica, right? The Lightning, and people were like rocking out to Ario Speedwagon. You're like, that's the that's the band that the kids love because th- it rocks and it's heavy metal, and you're like, what the. F- <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it, it's perhaps it was a a a, a symptom of the uh, sheltered lifestyle that a lot of the people that I went to school had, you know. So who knows? no, I, no, it's 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 very true, and it is it is that kind of cognitive dissonance of like looking at Kiss, right? Like a band that's a joke, right? Like a fucking <laughs> joke, and being like, I'm terrified of Kiss. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared of Kiss. Like, imagine being scared of Kiss, right? In 2022, it's it's not possible. There's there's like the cat. 
There's the star man, right? Like these are not these are not terrifying. <laughs> they're not terrifying Kurt, apparitions. Kurt, okay, you're, you're you're making you're making me think of a of a joke that may be it may be problematic, where someone goes to a no theater and thinks it's Kiss, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I I think my plan is to go to the Blood Knife reunion in uh in july <laughs> very excited to do that come up mm-hmm. to kurt and make him eat my kiss army card there we go oh. there we go <laughs> okay i got it when i was like 10 that's <laughs> now, different now, set of now rules. they are at least knights in satan's service so you know <laughs> at least there is you know a reason for them to summon the devil whereas mm-hmm. like the only devil that lou reed is summoning is heroin <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> substance abuse literally so uh, so if we're talking about uh, just like stuff that I we did like, I liked everything about Mock. Mm. I thought Mock was the yeah. best. He he was clearly like the the you know the un the unintended lead of it. Um, he's just like this like re- and like his like total like um you know nonchalant uh except when he get like does go into like you know uh rages, but uh, his design. And we we were talking before. He, he's very reminiscent. I cannot place his design um, where I where I think I've seen him before. But he is like, uh, you know, he's like very like bony um, look to him. And at one point, uh, he takes off his wig, and he has a very uh, Brian Eno look, where he has this <laughs> like stringy like the skullet kind of thing. I, I you, you know you know what it, what what it brought to mind to me, Chris, in Hook when they take off. Cap, like oh, Dustin yeah, Hoffman's yeah, yeah. wig, yeah. where he's like just like bald and just yep. like very shorn, yeah, you know, just like very gray and white haired underneath, and he's just like he's just like a, a husk. Oh my God. Yep. You know how to fix this film? Make it about Mock. Yep. Yeah. Well, make, of course. Make it a retelling of Faust. Ooh, Hell yeah. Mock. Yeah. And um, instead of okay. what's her name, have Angel. Uh, in, in, instead of uh, the the like. The female lead of uh, Faust, I, whose, whose I, name yeah, I, I don't, I'm totally I don't blanking on. We're, um, we're going to be so canceled by uh, some of the people in Right Good Kurt. Man, Sorry. man, yeah, like Mock is the most compelling. Like he's got pathos. Mm. Like he's he's like desperately grasping on yeah. to you know star power. Like when 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 you see his, like how he used to be when he had confidence. Um, it's like, it's like his songs are the best songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, very, very simply, you could just make it Phantom of the Opera too, well, which yeah, is true, also yeah. somewhat, somewhat Faustian. Well, in, do you, do you know what you guys are talking about? You're talking about Phantom of the, the Paradise. Paradise. Oh, I yes, 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 <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like one of my favorite movies of all time. Like it, and so, that's uh, exactly what we, we need. See, see what <laughs> we need to do now, Chris, see, I got to bridge. I got to bridge the, the, the Chris and Kurt, uh, and, and bridge the difference there. We got to get Griffith. I published an article that Chris wrote about, about fandom of the paradise. Yeah, yeah. In, in yeah, paradise. I, I read it. Yes. The, the gap is bridged, my friend. <laughs> yes. This is true. Yeah, no, no, Chris, you, you are right. This, this should be more like phantom of the paradise. Yep. Um, and yep. it would, it would work more. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the insistence on like the presence of Omar, it just, just like Omar sucks. He doesn't, he doesn't do it. Like, no, yeah, he does not. You, you don't care about him. Clearly, he's not the rock star. Why is he the hero? The no. like, Mock should be the the tragic anti-hero type well, figure. And, and and none of the supposed main characters have any agency. 
you know, uh, Angel is completely controlled Thank by you. Mock from the yes. beginning. Uh, Omar and the rest of his band are completely are like drugged and then like in custody and then like nobody actually like actively does anything until the very very end except yeah. Mock. Yeah, he's got exactly. a real can except do go getter attitude. I mean, you know, so. basically we 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 have Mock. Yeah, uh, just rename it. Uh, call it sympathy yeah. for the devil, and there you go. Well, oh, dude, wow, yeah, there you go. The eldest triplet. Like he has some agency at the end. <laughs> okay, okay, I, dude, uh, dude, okay. That's, that's true. I, I'm that's gonna, true. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that the the amazing, the the most amazing sequence was, <laughs> in fact, his death sequence, where they don't fixate on him dying. They just give you the tiny hint of his roller wheel, like his roller skate wheel. That was great to a stop. And I, 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 I have to wonder because. Th- that's the same fucking thing. I have to wonder if Satoshi Kon saw this movie and used that same thing. I mean, it could just be a regular motif. It's I'm not saying that it has to be, but it is sort of like something that he uses in Tokyo Godfathers where there's a, a, a supposed death sequence where like there's these little wind um, pinwheels around one of the characters, uh, little uh, huts or whatever. And they slowly come to a stop letting you think that they've, you know, they've died. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's such a great <laughs> honestly it's such a great way to uh imply a character death without being gruesome about it and giving so, the guy pathos you carlo know? carlo in in your version of the film that you watched because there are multiple versions did did they make it explicit that he survived because in my version of the film that i watched there's like a little insert cut right at the end where he wakes up again hmm no Apparently, no, apparently that's that that's from the American edit of the film. Oh, it's like it's like a two second shot where he like like he like opens his eyes again. He's like, oh, I, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so could I riff on something for a second? Please. Um, no, shut up. <laughs> uh, so there is there was a bar in Las Vegas called the KGB, which I love to go to because it was called the fucking KGB, right? Like I couldn't pass that up. Yeah, but oh, like what, uh, 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 Pete, you know what set you? What set are you from, homie? Uh, we, we know we know exactly you know what type of Russian disinformation uh, you get. Well, and like I got some great things from there that i that i that i do to this day like um if if you if we see each other in person and you're at my house i will make you a captain crunch shake which is like the best fucking shake in the universe it's amazing that does sound good but the problem is they had to be too creative with everything and so like they would make you a drink and it would have like pineapple and horchata and vodka and port in it and you were supposed to roll and like all of the ingredients were good. All of the ingredients were excellent. Well, occasionally one was shitty, but generally all of them were good. But the combination was done by a fucking idiot. And that's what I feel about this movie yeah. is that most of the components are pretty damn great if you if you unthread them from the other pieces. But whoever put them together was insane. Yep. 100%. Yeah, some, something right needed to be cut. Yeah, something needed to be taken out. It, it either needed to be like more adult, less adult. It needed more music or less music. It needed there's something something needed to go, right? Like like if you look at the strengths of it, you could take the strengths and cut out the weaknesses and and make something 
significantly better with the added. Like if if you freed up twenty minutes of this film, you could either add twenty minutes of music or add twenty minutes of weird adult Gonzo, you know, heavy metal shit or. 20 minutes you, of, you know, you could have targeted kids stuff. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You could yep. do something with it. it. Just make it make it one thing and not everything. And it would have worked. Um, yeah. But as long as we keep the stuff in Nuke York, because that stuff is so good. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I have to emphasize the vehicle designs are top notch. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a brief fleeting shot of when their car gets uh uh, I, I I really like so they steal a police car and drive it across the country <laughs> to get to New York. And then Omar, in what seems very out of character for him, pretends to be a police officer and is like, I've got a warrant here. I'm delivering these scientists to help solve your energy crisis. By the way, um, I, the, there's a lot of stuff about blackouts in this film. Mm. Um. New York City was in the grip of like a, a rolling series of blackouts in like the late seventies, early eighties, and I think that that's where this is coming from. It is, it is weirdly like, it's weirdly prominent in the film. I think it's just just like yeah, an that was odd of, of the era. Um, I, I think there was like huge blackouts in like the late seventies, early eighties. I, I I believe with like Con Edison issues. So I think that's where it's coming from. But um, and it turns out that that the warrant quote unquote he presents is, is like a tuna fishing license. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I thought that that was funny. Uh, but, but yeah, like wh- when their car gets impounded, it's taken away on this like very Mobius esque, like flying dirigible, like tow truck thing. It's very mm. cool. You only see it like two seconds. Like there was somebody, there was somebody doing designs for this who was, uh, to, to, uh, to paraphrase, uh gosh what's his name uh bill hicks real fucking high on drugs <laughs> dude that was a quote i mean not a paraphrase but to, to to be honest with you like uh mock's car looks so fucking cool oh man. oh mm-hmm. god oh and and the use of like um the way that they don't show mock at first for a long yeah. time yeah they, well, show they just his show hands and like his they his, show his, his hands eyes, and, his yeah. eyes uh, and when he uh, lights up a cigarette, uh, you see the, 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 the ember. Point. Yeah, that too. And um, that yeah, ring, the ring should have been cut, in my humble. Yeah, the ring was weird. What 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 was that shit? That was weird. It yeah. was it was to to denote that uh, that her it was her voice that uh, resonated. It, it was a cool effect, it. but like he could have just said, "That's it." She's yeah, the yes. one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or they much. could have had the Tron AI be like. There's the chick, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't in his car, Pete. Uh, he couldn't uh, you know, just bring her up on his uh, on his uh, little uh, computer phone or, Apple or his computer watch, man. <laughs> his computer watch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it it is sort of weird that uh, that yeah, like it could have been just simply because that that is sort of like a, a lighting effect. Also, I don't know. It, it it's it's a weird thing. It doesn't really add anything to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I think so, that you're right, Kurt. He could have just been like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So Mylar, bring her up. <laughs> <laughs> Question for you guys. Uh, does anyone have a history with this film on any level? Not at all. I've mm. been aware of it for a long time as, okay. as a, dare I say, scholar of uh, half-assed failures of adult animation. Um, I've been aware of it. I thought I had seen it. And it turns out that I had not. Uh, so that was that was disorienting. Um, You're welcome. 
I had seen <laughs> scenes from it. I saw the climactic scene at some point in some form. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- thank you, honestly. Think, like yeah. this, this, this uh, helped I, me capture something that was out there and influencing stuff that I hadn't seen. So, Kurt, you, you, you're, you're mentioning this, and you're, you're sort of, um, you're reminding me that I also had seen parts of this film. Probably, and I, this is the thing, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to guess that it was uh, one of those making of featurettes mm. that HBO used to use mm. as filler. Uh, and, and I do remember like them talking about like, oh, and then, you know, like the scene at the end and that's, that's where I saw like, well, you know, uh, Catwoman side boob or whatever the, you know, whatever angel is exactly. <laughs> I looked it up. She's a cat. She's a cat. Uh, okay. I, f- I figured she'd be a cat. Um, but, but yeah. Um, wouldn't, shouldn't she have like multiple side boobs? Uh, th- we're not. Fritz- oh. This isn't Fritz Leiber, uh, Pete. <laughs> uh, th- so, so I, I, Pete, you raise an interesting point in a roundabout way, which is this is definitely one of those films that is ground zero for furries. Um, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I have a deep well, that, love for furries. My some of my my first internet friends were furries. Uh, so, you, sir, would you say I, that some of your best friends? Furries are a friend of mine. You, sir, are no furry. Um, <laughs> but, but, but this is definitely like ground zero uh, mm-hmm. for that. Uh, among among other things. Um, sure. Well, I mean, yeah that that's that's more or less what I what I was saying at the beginning, which is like if I had actually seen this back, you know, when it first came out. I don't know. I might have. I might have explored the furry lifestyle for a bit because it, <laughs> it is, you know, for for a fourteen, fifteen year old, you know, it's a powerful. It's a powerful argument. I feel. So I'd like to give my my backstory on this movie really quickly, which is in 1983. I was watching movies whenever I could. So one of the Star Wars came out then. Trading Places, War Games, and mm. there was always like a poster or a cardboard cutout for this fucking film. And I always wanted to see it, and like I was forbidden. It was not permitted. Ah. So when when Podsai got together. Um, I was finally like, you know, I was always wondering what that was about. And I saw it. And I'm like, that's terrible. We should totally do this. <laughs> and so I, I get in touch with with uh, Connor about it. I'm like, hey, there's this film and it's really bad. And, da, 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 da. and he's like, nah, bitch, we're not doing a really bad film. That's not how this works. <laughs> uh, what a coward. Right? <laughs> let's do something like and the thing is it's not even fair to say it's terrible like the way this movie is bad is complicated right yeah mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> uh kurt i think you're promising us uh, a diatribe about lou reed and oh, i'd like to uh, hear that <laughs> okay so i like the velvet underground i like the velvet underground and nico even more um, to me, Lou Reed just doesn't have it, right? To me, he's like David Bowie's younger brother who's not as good, who's begging for the Xbox controller. Um, I, I like him as a songwriter. I've never understood the 
the image of Lou Reed as rock star. Um, so, so there are two singers who do Mox voice, Iggy Pop and Lou Reed. Um, they both do a great job. Lou Reed honestly has the better songs in this, but Iggy Pop to me is a rock star in a way that Lou Reed isn't. Lou, Lou Reed is like, is like a good artist. He's a good songwriter. He just doesn't, he just doesn't have it for me. Like I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get this idea of Lou Reed as a rock star. He can't cut it to me. He's a charisma void. Um, there's, there's nothing there for me. He doesn't have whatever it is that Iggy Pop and David Bowie have. He's just some guy, um, who wrote, wrote some good songs. I, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. So for, for me, like he, it, he doesn't have the star power to, to carry that, that role that to invest in mock to elevate that character up to being like a, like a rock star character. If you had David Bowie, if you had more Iggy pop, um, m- maybe I could get that, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just can't buy Lou Reed as a rock star any more than I could buy, uh, Elvis Costello as a rock star. The people who are gifted musicians, but rock star, I can't, I can't do it. Okay. I, I have a question about that. Um, what about the piano man? Billy Joel? Yeah. Um, is he a rock star? Because he I is would a, say no. He is a wildly talented man with no cool whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah. So he's a good he's, asset he's, test. He's a performer. He's a right. great performer, but no, I, I wouldn't say he's a rock star. It reminds me, by the way, of, of a Bloom County com- uh, comic from like 1986, where uh, the, the uncool dad of, of one of the characters uh call uh calls Bruce Springsteen the uh the piano man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's it, lovely. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to argue against you Kirk cuz it's like this is just totally a vibes thing. Like it's it's like, you know, I, I, but I I I would say that uh you know in um defending Lou Reed, which I feel is my duty, uh he's he is a rock star because he's not um He's like he he's kind of like the anti rock star, even though he had because he he's more associated. You know, he started out in, as you mentioned, Velvet Underground with Nico because he was involved with uh, Andy Warhol and the Factory, which was much more about um like you know the the um the artifice of rock star and celebrity and art and all that that kind of thing. I I, I would say, which is um so I I feel like he's more of a performance than a rock star like his his persona at least and then you know there's the you know there's lots of history at the the um you know he, he's seemingly um he, he you know he's the long island jew who became a rock star which is like you know a very uh a very he's b- both uh an every man and yet like he has this mis- mystique to him i think uh because of the art world so i don't know i i I think Lou Reed, he definitely, and like you said, you can't really argue against his songwriting. Yeah, he's you're you're right. He's a there. There are varieties of rock star that are still in the Lou Reed mold. I would say someone like Saint Vincent is mm. still kind of in that like Lou Reed mold of like the sensitive rock star who doesn't necessarily have the outside persona, the outsized persona as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just it, it for, for me it, it's an ill fit for this film in particular. Well, yes, I. I agree there. Yeah, you you need somebody with bombast, and Lou Reed is not like a bombast person. Like his his most well known songs have like you know orchestration 
<laughs> about like alienation yeah. and stuff. And it's like, they're not about being, you know, an alien rock star come down from the heavens to, to, to sing a song of sex to the people of the earth, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. say David Bowie is right. Um, right. Well, and, and I think that goes back to like our comments, everybody's comments about like the, all these musicians not really fitting this, mu- mu- this movie. Blondie fits. I think I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Bl- but Blondie for me fits more than anyone else. Um, al- although I, I think her song to me is probably the weakest of everyone's uh, different songs. Like uh, my name is mock is, is like the, the sequence of it is a little bit repetitive, but it is cool. Um, and then uh, I already mentioned Omar's song at, at, at the very beginning. So mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Blondie pulls it off the best. Uh, and, and yeah, look, uh, if, if it were more, if, if, uh, if mock were more Iggy pop, I, I, I think oh. it would work better within the film. Oh, how about kid rock, man? <laughs> My <laughs> name is mock. <laughs> kid mock. Kid mock. There you go. <sighs> um, <laughs> hey you started this yeah, yeah, i did this is on me <laughs> can, can i say by the way um something that i do cherish about this film is uh so so our good friend malcolm animation expert scholar that he is um has pointed this out to the extent to which animation in the modern day is constrained, right? Like, like if there's an animated film now, it has to fall into like two categories. It can be like an anime film or, okay, let's say three categories. It can be an anime film. It can be a studio Ghibli film, or it can be like a Disney style film. And those are really the three things that animation can be here in 2022, right? For the most part. Um, and you're very gradually seeing this change. And I, I think we'll probably be covering some some weird indie animation from the modern day in the next few episodes. Uh, but at this time, in the early 80s, people were really experimenting with what animation could be. And be like, can animation just be a movie, right? Like, not not, not a kid's movie. Maybe not even like an adult animation movie. Like, like we understand what adult animation is now. Um, can we just animate a story and just make it be just any kind of story? Um, and I really but cherish this film for being that. Mm. Like you, you introduced us to Wolf Children. That's sort of what I feel like what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not it's not quite a kid's thing. It's not quite an adult thing. It's just it just it's a story that lends itself well to animation, and it, and it does right. Like it mm-hmm. certainly lends itself well to animation. If this were say. Um, uh gosh, who's that guy who does all like the the jukebox musicals now? Um, oh, uh, gosh, I forget I his name. He did. I don't know what that is. He he did. Uh, he he did the the Great Gatsby remake, and he did Romeo plus Juliet. What the hell's that guy's name? Uh, um, oh, yes, yeah, the, yes. Thank the you. Get down. Um, yeah, like it, it, I forget where I was going with this point. Um, <laughs> I totally forgotten. I'm sorry. I was oh, thinking a very I, a very big beer. So I am more, more all things the time. like this. <laughs> I, I think what you're what you're what you're trying to say is that um, to a certain extent, uh, like the 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 Lerman films do this weird thing where it melds together an an older work into a 
almost a different genre. So like, you know, yeah. you, you get like Romeo plus Juliet, which uh, it preserves. <laughs> that was really a, a, a moment that was like a skill check. It was, it was a check for anyone that would even watch <laughs> to watch the movie and then hear a bunch of these and thous and, you know, like Shakespearean um, uh, dialogue, uh, you know, amongst like a sun drenched, like South California sort of rival gang type of situation. Right. Uh, so, so I, I feel like he's able to honestly and and in in many cases successfully, um, you know, sort of meld together like something too disparate types yeah. of styles. Yeah, and they, they were trying to make something new with this, mm-hmm. and God bless yeah. them for trying to make something new with this, and there are some films now that are trying to do this, but they're not like swing for the fences things like this right like this was like this was like we're staking our entire company on it so i i respect it in that in that aspect even if like i think they they could have you know probably done a better job going one way or the other with it so well i i mean you're you're talking about something important here and it's it's um there's a real problem about drinking five beers in an hour when you're trying to sound coherent. Oh, but goodness let, gracious. Let me, let me gather wow. myself. Look, <laughs> I, I don't have any social time with people, man. You get me on here and I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> this is fear, feral Pete. That's what we're <laughs> exactly. Like, I am full werewolf right now. Uh, and what were we talking about? Uh, rock and roll. And uh, yeah, well, swinging yes. for the fences. Swinging for the fences. Yeah. Um, ah, fuck! I lost it, guys. No, 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 no. I, I, I got it. I, I got you, Pete. I got you. Yeah. This is a film that was not market tested. It was not like we're yes! making it for an explicit, a, a vertical of films. Like when when a film comes out now, you can feel the pitch in your head of like, this is going to be a Pixar style film about blah, blah, blah. We're going to get this and this cameo. And this is somebody being like, we're going to stake our entire company on this completely wackadoodle uh, notion that we can take like Mobius style post-apocalypse and combine it with like a jukebox musical sort of thing and, and smash together some, some, weird like kind of for kids and kind of not for kids it's kind of going to be like the aristocats and it's kind of going to be like heavy metal and <laughs> and just this weird just like untold possibility you go into this and you don't know what you're getting and you frankly stay on the back foot the entire time right yeah. like you never know is the next scene going to be people doing a bunch of drugs or is it going to be people learning about uh what good and evil is from a fucked up clown called called right. Mikey the clown which by the <laughs> or, way is the mo- is like the emotional heart of the film is is, <laughs> yeah. is that one character being that, like that. are we the bad guys yeah. and Mock is like it doesn't the- matter i love mock doing like the nietzschean thing of being like well actually mankind has overthrown good and evil meanwhile keeping on the back burner uh summoning an a being of ultimate evil into this dimension but yes um I, I also wanted to point out that uh, somewhere around the midpoint of this movie, the seal is taken off and there are so many references to uh, Cinderella, sh- the, the, <laughs> the unknown sister of the Schlepper brothers, who are the, the, the mooks that uh, mock, wait, the mooks, mocks, <laughs> mooks. Yeah. Um, 
who who are <laughs> in another uh, a weird sort of uh, mishmash are uh, bouncers who are also on roller skates for some reason. But why not? And so, so their, and their sister, sister who does yes, yes. Sorry, go on, go on. Uh, who has the the um, the the hidden tattoo that they have to find for you know the 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 band members have to find so they can find an in to uh, to finding where Angel has been abducted to. Uh, so so basically, there's lots of flashes of her um, of basically her panties, her butt, <laughs> her butt again, <laughs> uh, going down like uh, some vents into the club. Uh, yes, and, you, the and, vents yeah. actually. Her, yes, yes, the vents take the shape of her butt as she goes through. <laughs> it's it's so weird. <laughs> And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to say that she has exactly, uh, the, the same body type as her brothers, which is essentially an upside down bowling <laughs> pin. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought of them as refrigerators made out of meat. Yeah. Sort of, but but they they have a, a narrow. They're in opposite Brutus, right? Where Brutus has like a weird. Um, he he actually Brutus actually has like that weird bowling pin shape to him, right? He's sort yep. of thin at the top and wide at the bottom, uh, and they they are quite the opposite. But anyway, you were gonna say, Kurt? Oh, uh, I was to say, I I just want to bring up the the third brother, who appears in one oh, scene yes. to be like. What if there's three of us and then never appears again? Not even it's like for the older instant. Cunningham brother. Do you know that story? No. Holy shit, guys. Okay, so in Happy Days, um, Richie Cunningham had an older brother. And at the end of season one, he went up the stairs, fucking disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> he, he found a disappearing room. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is a this is honestly, it's a movie that actually feels like like I think like it's risky, what you said, Kurt. It's, you don't know it's what risky. the fuck yeah, is going on. You're like, I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> what the fuck a, is this? It's a passion project by a dumb shit, and I love him for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, love him. Um, like none of the people who worked with this knew what Kaizen or continuous improvement was. They didn't have quality. 300 animators worked on this. 300 animators. Each each of the characters had their own animator, which I mean, I'm I'm guessing wasn't always, uh, it was not necessarily a, a, a a industry, you know, something that was strange, but also like, just one person dedicated to that one character. Oh, wow. That, okay, that, is, so that, that is part of the Disney model uh, or, or it used to be part of the Disney model where like somebody was like the chief animator for one, for like one of the main characters. I, I, I believe so it's possible, yeah. but, but apparently to, so to emphasize how ridiculous this project was, um, Nelvana only started in like the, the company only started in like the early seventies and they started in a derelict apartment building and their, their first camera setup was, was on the back of a toilet <laughs> where like they, they had like a wooden like frame that they built around a toilet and to do zoom in shots and close ups on the animation frames, they would stack phone books underneath the frame to move it closer to the camera. Um, so like this was this is this was ridiculous. This is like the sort of this this this, this doesn't happen anymore. Um, so so I respect so, them. 
So for one, uh, one hour, five minutes, and 20 seconds, I've been trying to make a smells like teen spirit joke, and I can't make it work. <laughs> so if, if any of you can well, pull well, it out. Smells like well, teen well, syrup because it's Canadian? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Pete? We could just leave it to our audience to, to imagine what that amazing joke might be. Indeed. Um, they'll probably do a better job than we can right now on the spot. Uh, so, uh, I guess we should probably, uh, wrap it up, right? Um, any last thoughts? I mean, I think we've been all sort of raving about how sort of weird and sort of fucked up this movie is in different ways. Uh, and, and even though it ha- it doesn't exactly come together, uh, it is totally an enjoyable, uh, thing to watch, uh, simply for the, just the fucking, you know, like the, the, the panache of it. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Something can be bad and still be worthy. And that's, that's the category this yes. sits in. It's not a good film, but it's a worthy film. It's they a tried worthy film. really Thank hard. You. Like, like, honestly, like even, even stuff like, you know, like, uh, Kurt, you were saying that, uh, you didn't like hometown. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I, I think that, um, there's a lot of love put into the, the animation, like that overhead shot when they're driving out to, oh, that, that was great. Weird, that was great. Yeah. With, with the, with the fucking clouds drifting, you know, between you and, and the, and, and the scene. And you're like, what the we- fuck? I know we're closing this up, but we haven't talked about the 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 artwork quality much. It's amazing, it, amazing, it's so good. There there are much better movies out there that don't even come close to this in terms of artwork. No, mm-hmm. no, Absolutely. no film today, no animated film today has backgrounds as as good as this, as detailed right. as this, as nuanced as this. Like the the creeping malaise of the cities that you see is terrific. The weird mm-hmm. like smog and haze and just weird gross nardy and i i don't know it's just it's just nasty and it's really cool um it's got like a weird crunchiness to it that stuff doesn't yes. have i miss and i'm going to transition into my closing thought which is um i miss when kids movies or ostensible kids movies would be set in weird post-apocalyptic nuclear wastelands for no particular reason <laughs> <laughs> Also, Pete, do you use Bing? You pasted a Bing link into the yeah, into yeah, the I did. chat. <laughs> what the fuck, I, what the fuck I, Bing? <laughs> how very oh. how very two thousand nine. I I I alternate between Google and Bing, and <laughs> Bing, Bing is what I use at work when I don't want them to know what I'm doing. There you go. Mm. Bill Gates so, uh, gets like a notification on his phone, like somebody did a Bing search. He's like, oh boy, it's Pete. It's Pete. I'm so glad. Uh, well, like, I, I mean, if you can't trust Bill Gates, who can you trust, dude? Mm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> my final thoughts are uh, particularly that I want to shout out that I don't think we discussed on air the Earth, Wind, and Fire song that plays during oh. the, the club scene, which is fantastic. Fucking um, great. It's great. Yeah. Yes, it's great. But uh, over yeah, overall it's it's, it's a mess. Um, there's parts of it that are really really good, dish, and uh, there's like there's but it just as a whole, it just does not work. And it's it's interesting that it does not work. It's it's weird, Chris, because this is coming out in '83, and by now we had uh, we had all decided supposedly as a culture that disco was dead, yeah. dead, dead. Yes, um, that's right. But yeah. but that you know, like. 
Earth, Wind, and Fire was a delight to hear in this fucking movie. Yeah, yep. 83 is truly a year that is a time of monsters, and I think it's no coincidence that I and I think Chris were both born in that year. No, that's uh-huh. two years before me. Oh, damn. Well, then it's just me. I am the monster. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think 83 is definitely uh, a time of monsters year. Um, it's mm-hmm. not, it's neither one thing nor the other. And I dwell there in great pleasure. So <laughs> there you go. So All have right. you guys seen fast times? Yes. Oh yeah. So, you know, the, the earth, wind and fire reference there, right? No. I don't remember this. So like the scumbag guy comes up to the main football player and he's like, Hey, Hey, I got tickets for earth, wind and fire. Da, 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 da. And he's like, don't fuck with it, which is good advice. Don't <laughs> fuck with Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to make the uh, the the one that always makes me uh, laugh, which is like, oh, if you want to get a girl to 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 really pay attention to you on the date, you know, uh, you got to play what is the, the side B of uh, Led Zeppelin Four. Mm. And then they cut to him playing Cashmere, and he's like, that's, that's the wrong fucking album, dude. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I think that that's, uh, unless anyone else has some other thoughts, uh, slip in under the transom. I'll, I'll, I'll just reiterate. I know that we're doing some other weird outre, uh, almost outsider art animation <laughs> in the, hmm. in the next few weeks. And I'm looking forward to it because the weird link between the kind of, uh, psychedelic sci-fi new wave and weird animation is something that was very tangible for a while and then got broken. I think it's kind of coming back now. And I'm excited mm. to, to talk about some examples of that. Yep. Oh yeah. All right. Well, excellent. Um, so yes, absolutely. Folks go watch rock and roll. If you haven't already, uh, it's, it's a fun time. It's up on YouTube. Oh, um, oh, and don't, don't buy it on Amazon. I fucking bought <laughs> it on Amazon. The quality is way lower than YouTube. It's yeah, the yes. free one on YouTube. The, the free, watch the free one on YouTube. Don't give that fucker Jeff Bezos your money. He doesn't even have a good copy of the film. Go to YouTube. Fucker. Steal it. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks what could for, be more rock and roll. Hell yeah, <laughs> more punk rock too. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks everyone. Uh, thanks Pete for for su- suggesting we watch rock and roll. And uh, I want to thank everyone here for discussing it and all of you listening in. And we'll catch you next time here on Podside.